Hey, bosses, before we start this episode, I want to tell you about our sponsor this week, Indeed.com. Now, the thing about running your own business is that every single hire counts, and no hiring partner understands that like Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. So instead of spending hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills, you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like matching, assessments, and virtual interviews. The right candidate is doing everything they can to find you. And if you use Indeed, you can be sure you're doing everything you can to find them too. I'm going to tell you even more about Indeed's powerful tools during the break coming up in the show. But if you want to check it out and get hiring right now, you can go over to Indeed.com slash iLab. That's Indeed.com slash iLab. Indeed.com slash iLab. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire you need indeed. All right, let's start this episode of Invest Like a Boss. Welcome to the Invest Like a Boss podcast. I'm Sam Marks. I'm Derek Sparks. And I'm Johnny FD. We're self-made entrepreneurs who invest our own money and use modern technology to invest like a boss. Join us each week for exclusive interviews with our network of modern investors, business owners, and multimillionaires to discover new ways to invest our hard-earned cash. What's up, bosses? And welcome to episode 269 of the Invest Like a Boss podcast. I am with Derek Sparks. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, Johnny. I'm here in the same place I seem to be at every episode just because I'm nervous about our recording abilities. And I've, I've, I have my studio here in LA now, and I always want to try to record from here because it sounds the best from here. And I want to deliver you guys the best product. Johnny, on the other hand, I have no idea where you're at. <laughs> where are you, buddy? I am still in Jompton. You, you know what made me laugh? Last episode, if if nobody caught it, Johnny said, I'm in a town called Jompton and it's just like it sounds. It's the Compton of Thailand. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's the, the cheap version. It's like it's instead of staying in like Malibu or in like um Newport Beach, you're you're in Compton. You're still oh, by the I beach. Burst it, I burst it out laughing so hard when I heard that. <laughs> yeah. You're probably not gonna swim, but you know, you have the scene nearby. So you still get the breeze, you still get the feeling of being like at a port. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's a good way to look at it. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, uh, I'm here. Sam at, Sam's actually going to join me in a few days and we're going to record the upcoming quarterly update, which is going to be live the same day, basically. So you guys get the up-to-date info if you're a Patreon member uh, and you get the full version. But if you are not a Patreon member yet and you don't want to support us for five bucks a month, it, it'll be coming up in a few weeks. Yeah, you're going to have to wait a little while. So sorry about that. But it's easy to sign up. Go to investlikeaboss.com, click become a Patreon and you'll get it instantly. I'm looking forward to that. I'm, I am I think I'm just as excited as everybody else to hear those quarterly updates when you guys do those. Yeah, they're fun as well. And actually, it's a fun way to catch up uh, you know, with you or Sam. And it's kind of like a, a deep dive, a reflect on what we've done the last quarter, both lifestyle-wise, but also investment-wise. And then what we plan on doing the upcoming quarter as well. So it, it's it's fun. And doing it in person is always more exciting as well. Totally. And it's good to see you guys back together. It's been like, I think the last time you guys saw each other is probably when all three of us saw each other in Ukraine, 2021. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Yeah. So that, that was definitely before the war. <laughs> I know you and Sam wouldn't come <laughs> after. But yeah, uh, now I'm actually at my friend's condo because I, I left my laptop there last night. And this morning I was like, oh crap, I don't have my laptop to record. So I ran here, ordered an iced coffee and I'm sitting in the cafe, but there's nobody here. I mean, I literally nobody wakes up in this city until like 11 or 12. And by then it's super hot that nobody wants to be outside. So no one really goes outside until nighttime, until like sunset. <laughs> that that schedule works perfect for me. I'm not in the mornings at all. That'd be great. <laughs> well, welcome to Jompton, city of dreams. <laughs> I might have to uh, fly on over to the uh, Compton of Thailand. Well, I don't know if that's in your, in your budget because uh, <laughs> actually the best thing about living in... Europe or in Asia is you can travel to other countries, uh, you know, within your region for really cheap. But where do you travel to from LA? I mean, I know you have a great airport, but everywhere is expensive. I know. I used it used to be like Vegas was my go-to spot. Now the last couple of times I've gone to Vegas, it's like there's no deals left in Vegas at all. Like I spent so much money. I went went for my birthday last month. We were there like three days, and I just I was scared to look at my bank account when I got home. It was we spent a lot. Wow. You know, I've been very happy to look at my bank account here because everything is so cheap. Yesterday, we went to a mall called Terminal 21, this really beautiful, brand new built mall, and they have this giant food court. And instead of having, you know, like in the US and actually pretty much in, around the world, mall food courts are always overpriced, generic, 
fast food junk yeah or you're gonna get like terrible uh, italian food from like saburo <laughs> or <laughs> that's italian buddy <laughs> yeah is this <laughs> but here they had a giant food court with probably i want to say 40 or 50 stalls that are each individually operated and they serve amazing thai food for a dollar a dish oh man a dollar <laughs> Reiterate that one more time. A dollar. <laughs> 37 baht. Actually, so it's a dollar and eight cents. But yeah, basically, no, actually, no, no, they started at a dollar. They literally started at 32 baht or 34 baht, whatever it is. And there, there was a um, Instagrammer from Korea next to me, and they ordered nine dishes just to take a photo. That's and, funny. You know, and you're like, oh, you know what? They spent nine bucks. Who cares? Well, you should have went to them. Well, you're not going to eat all that. Can I get a free meal? You <laughs> save yourself another dollar there, Johnny. <laughs> uh, you know that is uh, definitely the Dave Ramsey super hack when you're on the super budget. Yeah. So if you haven't uh, guessed it by now, our guest this week is one of Dave Ramsey's personalities. I think everybody is pretty much familiar with who Dave Ramsey is. Maybe they don't know deep about what his ideas, but you know, the general concept is he believes in not having any debt and um, you know, living within your means, which I think we can all agree with. And he's been building this team of what he calls personalities around him lately. I listen, uh, they put out so much content. They put hours and hours of content out every day, but his main show, The Ramsey Show, I think is like three hours a day. And it's usually Dave and one of his um, other personalities. I think there's about five or six of them now. And the newest one he just hired, her name is Jade Warshaw. And I was listening to the show. I listen, I don't know, once or twice a month probably because I brought this up with Jade too, that I, I try to find a new financial podcast like a couple times a month. And I don't know about you, Johnny, but most of them are like unlistenable. So I go, I'll, I'll check out the Ramsey show every once in a while. And then it's just kind of fun. They do fun phone calls and you get to hear some people that got themselves in like major, major financial trouble. And you're like, what are you doing with your life? But anyways, Jade is his newest personality and she specialized in pretty much following in the same footsteps that Dave did. And that's paying off a ton of debt. She had about a half a million dollars of debt between her and her husband when they graduated college. They got married right out of college and they just literally got married and had half a million dollars in debt. And she uh, worked her way out of it using Dave's plan. You know, I think a good episode would be them or a good whole show would be them like directing towards college students and saying this money isn't free. <laughs> Just yeah, like totally horror stories afterwards. Cause yeah, when I was in college taking out student loans to buy, you know, new rims for my car, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I like, I had no concept of what it would take to pay that money back. Yeah. It's wild. I went to, I, I didn't have the like perfect college experience. I went to a great school. I went to university of Minnesota. I loved it. That's where I wanted to go, but I lived off campus. I, um, I had a full-time job and I didn't take out any loans, but at the same time, that sounds awesome, but but also I was like, I don't think I got the full like college college experience. I, I wish I would have lived on campus for at least a year. Yeah, me too. I think it's worth it going and living in the dorm on campus, you know, with friends, be able to just hang out and go to each other's dorms, you know, eating in the cafeteria, whether you like the food or not. Just having that experience, I, I think it it's very meaningful for the for the you know college experience, and I, I wish you had it. Yeah, totally. And I know that you know the average like person that does Dave Ramsey's plan is probably not quite as advanced as our average listener on Invest Like a Boss. But I think it's important for us to remind us that you know not everyone that listens to the show is a millionaire, and there's people that are starting out at at you know in early steps and just dipping their toes into investing. But it, I think it's also good for the people at a, at a higher level too, because now we're seeing inflation. Things are getting more expensive and it's easier just to throw something on a credit card and then it can get out of control pretty fast. So I think I just wanted to have Jade on because first of all, she seemed really cool, which she was, which you'll find out in the interview. And just to hear about her story and how she met Dave, because I'm fascinated by uh, the empire that Dave has built by just talking common sense. Like he literally has not changed his philosophy for, you know, 20 plus years and it still works. <laughs> it amazes me. Like he can say the same thing every single day and a lot of people won't listen, but a lot of people will listen and it, it's I, I think I mentioned it in the interview that you gotta you gotta you gotta beat people over the head constantly, 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 constantly telling the same thing over and over again until finally it sticks. Yeah, and also it's it's about the right time, right? You know, it's uh, most people won't listen to it until 
they're at that moment in their life where they're a little bit desperate or they have a moment of clarity. They're hungover, you know, on a Sunday morning and they open their credit card bill and they're like, oh my, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> you know, so I think his method is is a very valuable one uh, out there. But to be honest, I I didn't like it when I first heard it. I was like, this, this is stupid. This makes no sense. You know, and just to kind of give everyone a very quick recap, if you guys haven't, you know, read his book or, or dove into it, basically, you know, his, his, this, the synopsis would be, uh, if you're in debt, stop getting in more debt, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, so <laughs> cut up all your credit cards, you know, pay for everything cash and then start paying down on your credit cards by lowest balance first, regardless of what the interest rate is. So even if you have one that you're paying 25% interest on and another you're paying zero on, if, if the, the 25% interest one, you know, has a higher um, amount of debt, don't, you know, refinance it to zero. Don't do anything, you know, don't, you know, don't worry about that one until you pay off the zero percent one and, and, and like logically makes zero sense it makes no right. sense you're like it makes much more sense to re, you know to consolidate your loans to zero percent so you have a whole year to pay it off you know without incurring more interest or at least it makes more sense to pay off the highest interest rate in credit cards first also you know, why would you cut up you know credit cards keep one for an emergency or you know you know to use for something else but he's like no don't do any of that because if you are of the mindset where you got yourself in this much debt in the first place the only way to dig yourself out is to you know cut the cord and go complete cold turkey and you know and shift your mentality. And I think that's where people disagree with his plan sometimes, you know, paying off the smaller loans first even if the interest rate is lower, but psychologically in your head you're seeing progress. I think a lot of these these people with debt is they're like, I've been paying it, I've been paying it, I'm paying it, and the, the balance is barely even moving. But if you pay off a small, let's say a $300 credit card you have that you've just been sitting on forever, pay that off. And you're like, oh, that's one less credit card I have. Then your next bill is 1000 and you pay that off. And then maybe you have one for 50000 but by the time you got to that one, you've paid off a lot of little stuff and you can really see progress. Where if you just paid that $50,000 one down, you'd still have all those small ones circling around and it wouldn't feel like you got anywhere. So I understand that even though financially, if you if you mathematically do the numbers, he's not telling you the correct way to do it. But I don't I don't think his success rate would be as high if is if he did the mathematical correct way. Yeah, especially because like let's say you had you know seven credit cards with you know a couple hundred dollars on each, a couple thousand dollars on each. Now you've consolidated it to zero percent for the next year, and it's a huge bill. You know now it's like a fifty thousand dollar bill. You know altogether, you're gonna look at it and say you know oh I have a year paid off of zero interest. I'm gonna just put it off. You know I'm not yep. gonna rush, <laughs> and it's probably just gonna keep compiling and the, and the end of the year is going to come up and you're going to be like, oh crap, now I'm fucked because that 0% now turned into you know, either another rollover with another offer. Uh, and a lot of people don't realize that every time you consolidate to get another 0% you know, a year, you're paying a fee. I think mm -hmm. you're paying, you know, at least 1%. Uh, so you're paying like, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars just to do that. But also mentally, you're just racking up more debt. Well, why don't we do this, Johnny? Let's jump into the interview. Um, we're going to hear Jade's story, how she paid off debt, how she met Dave, some of the other things that she's into. She's got a pretty cool background um, that she was doing before she was working with Dave. And then um, why don't you and I circle back and why don't we give some tips on how we were able to pay off some of our debt? Because we both got into debt and we both had some interesting ways to pay that off. Yeah, absolutely. 100% uh, debt free. So I'm happy to, to share my story in the outro. So stay tuned, guys. But first off, here is Derek and Jade. This week's sponsor of Invest Like a Boss is Indeed. Now, the thing about running your business is you know how important every single hire is. And there's no hiring partner that understands that like Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And if you hate waiting like I do, Indeed's US data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. In fact, that's one of my favorite features of Indeed is they match you as soon as you sponsor a post. You'll get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description and boom, it's hiring at warp speed. So join the over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must have job requirements. Visit indeed.com slash iLab to start hiring now. Just go to indeed.com slash iLab. That's indeed.com slash iLab, I-L-A-B. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application. Pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
My guest on this episode is the newest member of the uh, Ramsey personalities, I believe. I was listening. I, I catch the show now and then. I'll, I'll hop in and out of podcasts. And I was like, who is this new girl with Dave? She's awesome. <laughs> Her name's Jade Warshaw. She's on Invest Like a Boss. Thank you so much for coming on the show. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. This is great. Yeah. So I was like, she's really fun. I need to talk to her. And luckily <laughs> enough, it was very easy to book you. I love guests that are like, seem really hard to maybe get on the show and you're like super accessible. So that's awesome as well. <laughs> it's all a facade. <laughs> no, honestly, I'm glad I saw your direct message because there's so many come in there and I saw yours and I was like, I definitely want to do this. So. Yeah. A lot of times I'm like, oh, they'll probably see it and just blow it off. But sometimes I get lucky. So I'm I'm glad yeah. this worked out. Um, <laughs> I, I'm really excited that that I actually got this interview too because I read that your background's in music and I worked in the music business as well. I worked in radio. Um, I did music management. I worked for a, a lot of big artists. And I'll be honest with you, I got burnt out and I love the podcast space a lot better now, but oh, I'm always wow. interested to hear about people that come from music and, and what you actually did. Yeah, you know, music, it is a hustle. It is a grind for sure. Uh, my husband and I worked primarily, he still does, in the cruise line industry. So oh, I started awesome. out as a singer and a performer for Royal Caribbean Cruise Line. I did that for about a year and a half. And then I quickly realized that I wanted to do my own thing and I wanted to do my own shows. And so from there on, my husband is a great arranger. He's a keyboard player, bass player. So he and I created some shows together, full length concerts. And we started getting booked to do that, uh, not just on cruise lines, but all over the country. So my husband and I worked for about 10 years touring all over the world, doing our shows for all the major cruise lines. And then we also toured the United States. So that's what we did. I'm a vocalist. Like I said, he's a, a musician and it is a grind, Derek. You know, you <laughs> it's you're only as good as your last show and you got to sell tickets and you got to get good feedback and you've got to get all those things going so that people continue to book you. And I'll be honest, I you know, I miss I miss singing as an art form, but I do not miss the grind of just having to just work so hard for every. Yeah, see, in, in my case, it was like a cycle. So some, sometimes I would be so bored, I would just pretend that I was busy. <laughs> the, the boss would come in and be like, I'm like, I just gotta scroll and make it look like I'm busy. And then other days yeah. you are so freaking busy, you know, you could have an artist on on a tour and it's just like yeah. nonstop. And then just the the grind of it is crazy. And it is such it's such a weird business. I don't I don't know how to explain it. If, if you've never really worked in entertainment, it's it's hard to explain, but yeah. it's it's very interesting. I think I got my I got my fill of it, I think. <laughs> yeah, it is an interesting business. And we went more from the performing side to the business side and you're right the business side is it's a different animal yeah. <laughs> it really is so yeah, I always man. thought the the cruise line uh, gig was pretty awesome though, but I feel like it's probably not as glamorous as as, as you're thinking in your head. <laughs> yeah, and, and and it exists in a couple of different forms. So the first form, when you're kind of like you work for the company, you're you're brought on to be a part of their shows. That's that's a different grind. Like you're on there for like six months at a time. Yeah, it's like you're out at sea, and it's folks. like okay, this is cool for a, a couple weeks. Now it's been yeah. months. <laughs> Yes. And then the other gig is like, hey, I'm just contracted. I come on here. I'm here for a day or two or a week at most. And then I fly home and then I go to the next one. That's what we did for the longest period of time. And that was actually a lot of fun. If you enjoy traveling, it's one of those jobs that I'm like, hey, I would probably suggest it to anybody. Hey, go work on a cruise ship. You get to travel, see the world. It's a great way to save money. If you're smart, Derek, you can save so much money working on cruise lines because everything's tapped in there. Like the, your room, your board, like your food, everything's a part of it. So if you're smart, like I knew cats that set 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 up to work five years. They're like, if I work five years and save X amount of dollars, I'm going to come out and buy a house in cash. And they did it. So that's that's interesting you say that because also reading yeah. into your story, you and your, your husband accrued a lot of debt. So if you're out jet setting, <laughs> cruising around on all these cruise ships and you're talking about all this money potential, yeah. what went wrong? <laughs> oh, well, what, it happened before the fact, Derek. So okay. it happened in college. Most of our student debt, um, I, I'll reveal the number, $460,000 of debt total and 280 of it with student loans. This is this is coming straight out of college. You, you uh, between you and your husband or future husband, I guess at the time, you had yeah. a, a half a million dollars in debt essentially. Yeah, half a million dollars. And um, you know, when we first came out of college, you know, you've got that grace period of six, seven months before the 
you know, loans actually become due. Mm-hmm. So you're like living your best life. You right. don't really understand <laughs> what you've done yet. And then six months comes around the corner. It's like, oh gosh, these payments are due. And then, but you're not in like your big boy or big girl job yet. So sure. you can't afford those payments. And so you forbear them or you defer them. And before you know it, man, you look up a year and a half, some folks two years later, and you've got a lot of debt because that interest continues to accrue in some cases. And that's a, basically what happened to my husband and I. We came out started working on cruise ships, still weren't quite making enough money to comfortably pay, you know, the debt and also live a life. So we're like, hey, let's just defer these for a while and pay all our other debt, thinking that that was a good idea. This was before we found a financial plan. And it just, it blew up in our faces because that that interest, because a lot of them were, were private loans, so the interest rates oh, were higher. Oh, yeah, even higher, yeah. Man, it just, it ballooned. And by the time it was all over, yeah, 280000 My husband went to a private school, Berkeley in Boston. So you know, <laughs> you know, those those loans were out of control. And I actually went to an in-state school, but still came out with 35000 myself. So, yeah. It was, it wasn't <laughs> yeah. good. It adds up really quick. I, I went to a public uh, in-state school as well. I was actually lucky enough to pay the whole thing, but I didn't, I didn't have a life during college either. I worked full time and, oh, wow. and did school full time. I'm grateful that I, I, d- I was able to get out without loans, but also at the same time, I'm like, I don't feel like I got the whole college experience either. Mm. <laughs> so. It's overrated, Derek. You yeah, did right. You did the right thing. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm jealous of these kids now that can learn everything online. I feel like the old man now, but I, I think I was just <laughs> at the end of the cusp where it's like college still felt like something you had to do. And now yeah. I don't feel like that's as, as much the case, especially when you're walking out with $200,000 in debt, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, I agree. I mean, when I was in high school, if you said, you know, my senior year, if you said that you were going to a community college or anything, you know, a smarter path, like I'm going to do community college for two years and then I'm going to go. People looked at you like you had three heads. Like <laughs> it was, it was not, it was frowned upon. And now I meet so many people who are like, yeah, I'm just going to go to community college and then I'm going to do the last two years. And I'm like, thank you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like way to be smart. Exactly. You know? so definitely. It's, it's changed. That tide is changing a lot and uh, not even, you know, going to college is, is totally acceptable now as well. So yeah, I, I think, it, I think if you have the hustle mindset and, and you know what you're doing, there's so much more potential to, to not have to do that college route, unless it's, you know, a spe- specific degree, like a medical or like a law yeah. degree or something like that. Yeah, Anyways, that's not another topic, but um, I just, <laughs> I really want to learn your story a little bit more because I know we have a lot of fans um, of the Ramsey show and they hear a new voice and they're like, who is this person? And, you know, let's be honest <laughs> on radio, you're limited to how much you can speak and sure. you've got other people to help, you know? We, <laughs> um, so let's learn about you. Um, I just, yeah. I'm just curious. You say you graduated college, you, uh, you married your husband a week after you graduated, I think it was. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's crazy. Right. That's a lot of life changing going on in a quick period. <laughs> it is. Yeah. So, so there had to been, I feel like one event or one moment that probably sticks out where you go, we can't live like this anymore. Was there like a certain breaking point for you guys? There was a couple, you know, the first time that I ever asked, because like, a, again, these bills are starting to come in. And I finally said to Sam, that's my husband, I was like, hey, how much student loan do you actually, like how much student debt do you actually have? And cause we hadn't really talked about it. Yeah. And he goes, I think it's like 120. And I was like, oh crap. Like, <laughs> and, and mind you, that wasn't really what it was. It right, was, it was even higher. <laughs> so even at 120, I was like, oh my gosh, like that's so scary. And then, you know, like I said, we deferred it and kind of focused on other things. And I'll never forget um, this was years later. We're driving down the road and, you know, this debt has accumulated and, you know, we don't have enough to cover it. So it's like I'm paying some of the bills and then some of them we're not paying. And the ones we're not paying, you know, those debt collectors are calling. Mm-hmm. And I just finally remember like driving down the road. It felt like I'd already gotten like 10 or 12 calls that day. And I just had I was like, Sam, pull the car over. Like, pull it over. <laughs> And he was like, okay. And I remember just like sitting in this gravel parking lot behind like Chase Bank. And I was just, I'd had it. I was like, we have got to do something. Like we've got to change this. What we're doing, we're not intense enough. We've got to make a change. We're never going to have the life we want. I can't live like this. You can't live like this. Like this is going to destroy our marriage. And I just remember (laughs) both of us just sitting there being like, all right, game on, like game 
on because you know how you know i know you said uh, your listeners are familiar with dave ramsey and ramsey solutions a lot of people like get on that plan and they kind of like play pity like patty cake with it you know they're like yeah there's got a lot of back know? and forth like uh what's the term dave ish they've called dave-ish. it dave ish yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i mean we did that man we it, it was like oh i like this concept but this is kind of weird i'm not going to do that and we did that and it didn't work like we just right. kept you know we tried to keep the credit cards around and of course you know we weren't good with money so we kept running up a balance and it was like you know you go you go three steps forward and two steps back and we finally were just like no if we're gonna do this we've got to do it we've got to commit we've got to go hard and thus you know started the journey that truly got us out of debt i mean we from that point on we were already working hard but we just went off yeah i mean we started side hustling like nobody's business we completely stopped caring what other people thought i mean we were just crazy <laughs> <laughs> that's good though I, I had the same thing. Well, I, I said, you know, I escaped without any student loans, but the credit cards had caught up to me too in my 20s. Mm. So that was like, once I really focused and got on that and I was, I think I work a lot now, but I'm like, how did I work as much as I did back then? Just, I but know, once it was right? paid off, the just the burden of that on your shoulders, just being lifted off was like a thousand pounds just gone yes. right away. So it was amazing. Yeah, because man, uh, credit cards, they're brutal. Like yeah. the credit card collectors are so brutal. They want their money. If they don't get their money today, they want to set up a payment plan to get their money today. Like they right. just <laughs> don't play any games. And we had... I think 15 credit cards. We had oh so many Lord. credit cards and <laughs> Doing like the shuffle, over 20,000. Huh? <laughs> yes. Well, they were all maxed out. Let's be honest. Um, we, it was just a hot mess. And we finally, I mean, we got out of it, but we, I saw one of the questions you had on here. I'll just go ahead and answer it. The side hustles were out of control, Derek. Yeah. Like, I want to, I want to hear some of the, some of the wildest ones. Oh man. Okay. So my, my husband was big into like, we both love dogs and he was big into uh, Caesar Milan. I don't remember, know if you remember that. Oh dude. yeah. The he dog, like, the dog, dog whisperer training. guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. The dog whisperer. Oh, yeah. So we like bought all his books, figured out like his method and we started training dogs. So it's like, <laughs> all right, if we learn how to do this, we can charge X amount of dollars. So we're training dogs. I've always been a great cook. So I started a little online bank baking business where you could order treats and I'd cook them for you. I mean, we just did everything. We sold one you of our vehicles. You were like vehicles. the original, like DoorDash, basically. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. I was I was delivering stuff. I was having people come to the house to pick it up. So yeah, we did everything. We sold one of our cars. We got roommates. That's and... what I wanted to ask you too. A married couple getting roommates is very interesting. <laughs> ten out of ten does not recommend, uh, Derek. I'm not saying it's a great idea, but look, if you're trying to just do a quick sprint because we only did it for one year and we saved $600 a month and we were traveling a lot at the time. And we were like, I think we can do this. It was not fun. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily we did not ruin like the friendship with the people that we, but we were probably pretty close. So if you, if you have a quick sprint and you're just like, I need to save this much money in this much time, it's worth it. But over the long haul, I would not recommend it. <laughs> yeah, it's probably it's probably a good thing you kept it at, at a year max. I don't know if you oh, might yeah. even still be married today. If that happened. Uh, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, that would have blown up in our faces for sure. <laughs> so you obviously hustled hard. You paid off a half a million, which is crazy. And yeah. you get to the point where you're paid off or you're very close and you get on you get on Dave Ramsey's show you actually you actually did a debt-free scream on Dave Ramsey right that's right we did and you know we've all we were always a fan of the show and would always listen and of course you hear the debt-free screams and we're like we've got to do that like yeah we've got to do it so you just you literally just email in and they get back to you and they they schedule it for you and uh we wanted it to be very close to our debt payoff date because we wanted to, it, it provided that level of accountability. What it's also kind of like the the last thing where it's like, now we're done. We can scream yes. it out. <laughs> I yes. love that too. And I tell people all the time, I'm like, if you, if you're on this journey, like you're on this plan, you got to do the debt free scream. Like yeah. there's so many people who are like, nah, I don't want to do it. I'm like, you got to do it. It's like the exclamation point. And like I said, it gives you that level of accountability. Cause I think we were supposed to make our final payment. Our final payment was October 25th. That's our debt free day. And then our debt free scream was that November, um, a month yeah, later. So, you're, so it you're was right tight. There. And I love how you remember the date still today, even. <laughs> oh, it's in my phone, Derek, <laughs> debt free day. It's a holiday. <laughs> awesome. Treat yourself a little bit that day. <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah. 
It is a holiday. I want to circle back. Uh, one thing is I forgot. You had mentioned, you know, you, you said you guys, you really just didn't care what anybody else thought about you. Uh -huh. And I think that's important too. There's so many other people that are like, I have to do this because so-and-so got a new car. They got the new Mercedes. They got this. And did you see how big their TV is? Ours isn't anywhere near that. And, you know, they're going out to dinner every single night. And, you uh -huh. know, we're sitting here at home uh, making meals and it's just <laughs> not the same. We don't have the experience. What do you what do you tell the people to kind of get over that mindset just to focus on yourself and not worry about what other people have? Yeah, I mean, it's twofold. I mean, there's that whole concept of just running your race. Right. And you put like horses where those blinders right. so that they can't they don't get spooked. Right. Yep. And it's the same thing. You know, you've got to put your blinders on and run your race and don't look to the right. Don't look to the left. Just look straight ahead and, and get to the finish line. And then that's like the the practical side of it. But then there's the other side of it that's like, you know, I know the stats, you know, and even back then I listened to the show a lot and, and I knew the stats then. And knowing that 67% of people are actually living paycheck to paycheck, mm -hmm. knowing the stats that, you know, over 50% of people don't feel like they have enough saved for retirement, like knowing what the actual stats are that 37% don't have, you know, can't pay for an emergency and 56% can't pay for a thousand dollar emergency, like knowing those stats, it makes it very easy to go. What I'm looking at and what I'm comparing myself to is probably fake. Yeah. Like it's probably just a I've, facade. I've noticed that a lot too. I, I have friends that, you know, travel or do all this and they're, you know, on Instagram, their life looks amazing. And I'm yeah. like, I have a pretty good idea how much money you make. And I'm like, this, the right. numbers aren't adding up here. I actually yeah. had a, a, someone who did do that in the last few years, traveled all over the place. They're in their thirties uh -huh. now and moved back in with their family because yeah. they ran out of money. I go up. I don't want that to be me. I mean, I, I travel enough. I'm probably the least traveled out of the three guys on our podcast, but um, <laughs> and they like to, they like to joke around with me that, you know, I'm always kind of stuck in LA, but I'm like, <laughs> I see people around me here too, though. And they're, they don't have any money and they have a ton of debt. And I'm like, I don't okay. have any debt. I, I feel great. <laughs> and that's the thing. I mean, it's, it's really about how you measure success and what that looks like to you. And for a lot of people, it's acquiring stuff and yeah. looking a certain way. It's more about the look of it than the actuality of it. And I'm like, I want actual money. Like, yeah, I feel, I, I think when I was in debt, I wanted stuff more. And now that I don't have any debt, I I don't want anything. I'm getting rid of things. I'm like, take this. Yeah. Take this. I don't Isn't want it. Isn't funny how that happens? <laughs> Your mindset really does change. Like the more you start going through this process, I, I used to be, I'm still a spender. Like let's, let's get that straight. But I was way more of a spender and I spent for the wrong reasons before. Right. And now after going through this, I look at it and I'm like, if, if I, if I'm going to spend money on something, I've done my research on it. I've looked at it for a while. I know that I'm buying it because I like it. I'm paying cash for it. Like just the process is totally different. Yeah. And I, I think that's a byproduct of just learning how to behave with money and learning about money. And that's, that's a whole thing. That's another reason I love the, the Ramsey show and, and what it teaches. It's kind of, it's nothing too complex, but it, it's, it's a lot of uh, back to basics and it beats your head over it. There, there's yeah. debt free screams every single day. And I think that's important, not just to, not just to say, oh, people need to have this debt free scream. It's to show that this is how effective it is. There's multiple people every single day that are able to pay off, you know, thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands in your case yeah. of debt and that this actually works, but you need to follow it. And the way Dave does it is he, he beats your head over it, but people need that. Honestly, they do. <laughs> they do need it. I mean, I needed that because I'm, I'm sure there's folks listening on your podcast. I was one of these people who really felt that a, like certain financial aspirations were only for certain groups of people. Right. I felt I that way too. Up, yep. You know, I didn't grow up with anybody around me that I knew of really having a lot of money, anything that I would call wealth. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't see that. And I just saw what I saw on TV and on TV, it was, you know, these people invest and these are the people on TV. And I just, I, I really thought that it was out of reach. Yeah. I had the, the, that's for them concept. Like I, yes. I, I see those people with that thing, but that's not me. And uh, how do I do that? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. It's like only, only rich people invest. And it's like, yeah. that doesn't even make sense, you know? <laughs> um, but after listening to a show like the Ramsey show, it's like, you're seeing everyday people come up there and not only say I'm debt free, but you know, then they went over and started doing the the millionaire theme hours. And it's like, you're listening to people who are teachers and yeah, and people with normal jobs. And then they're, yeah. Yeah, they have a, a paid for a million dollar house and you know, half yeah. a million in retirement, whatever it may be. So yeah, it seems like things are very attainable for everybody, which is, is great. Absolutely. You did your debt free scream. 
And first of all, how was that? How'd the process go? Uh, it was great. You know, we got down here um, to Nashville and uh, you're, you're just watching the whole show. And then they're like, OK, it's your turn. Yeah, I think there's a little audience section there, too. Right. You can actually go watch yeah. the show. Well, when I did it, they were in the old building, uh, which they called Financial Peace Plaza. And now we're in the new headquarters, which there's a whole stage and everything. I mean, it's great. Yeah, I heard you there's like an arena the being built and everything, too. Lots, yeah. of, lots of great stuff going on there. Was this your yeah. first time meeting? Dave? It wasn't. Um, he actually had come to our church, let's see, twice before that. I'm telling you, it was like written in the stars because I <laughs> met Dave, I felt like three or four times before I even worked okay, here. Wow. So so I he came to the church twice and I was pretty involved with the church. So I got to get back there and meet him. And we told him our story at the time. And, you know, that was that. And then later on came on the show and I wondered if he would remember and sure. of course, you know he talks to hundreds of thousands of folks so I don't know that he remembered but we did our debt free scream and then um you know several years passed because we did that in 2017 okay so several years passed before I actually uh started interviewing with Ramsey Solutions to actually come here and be a personality so it's like meant to be yeah <laughs> <laughs> totally so that's really exciting and Dave has been, um, for people that don't really uh, watch the show or haven't caught on to it lately, I think in the last couple of years, I want to say, Dave's really been adding a team of personalities around him. Yeah. You're, you're the newest one, I believe. And um, yeah. last year, I talked to Ken Coleman, who was really cool. We were, um, I interviewed him while, you know, that crazy, everyone's leaving their job to go to another job yes. during COVID type thing. So we had a really good conversation. And I was like, you know what? This Dave hires some good people. So I was like, we need to get, yeah. we need to get Jade on to hear her story. And I feel like he's definitely strategically building a team around him to not only give maybe Dave a couple days off here and there, which is nice, <laughs> I'm sure, but also... Everyone has a specialty. So, you know, I talked to Ken, he was with Jobs, and there's, you know, multiple others that have their own little niche. Where do you think yeah. you fit into the, the whole team niche that you bring something that's different than everybody else? You know, the whole the whole message here is like your life and your money. And we found that money, it, it just filters. In, it's never just money, right? It filters into our relationships. It filters into our job. It's the way we view the world. And you know, the personalities reflect that in so many different ways. Of course, like you said, Ken, he's in that career space and we've got John and he's in that mental health space and Christina's in the, the student loan and college and education space. And, you know, then we've got a couple of folks that are just like true blue money. And that's like Dave. Dave, you know, you go to Dave, you're talking about money, money, money. George is one of those personalities and I'm one of those personalities uh, that we're just going to we're going to be able to talk to you about anything regarding your money, the best ways to handle your money, the best habits. That's kind of our straight ahead wheelhouse. And uh, for me, the thing that I think is a lot, I, I, I don't want to say different from the others, but the thing that is unique about me, similar to Dave, you know, everybody knows Dave's story. Everybody knows that he went, you know, filed bankruptcy and, you know, had to go through this whole thing. And that's how he learned how to handle money. And I think that that's kind of a parallel between me and Dave is I just did the stupidest things that you could ever do with money and somehow came back from it. A lot like Dave, you know, people, he's, he's very good at showing, hey, I was just a normal guy and I just did dumb stuff. Yeah. And if I can come back, so can you. And I kind of think it's the same thing with me. It's like, I just did a lot of stupid stuff, different from what Dave did, but equally stupid and just a normal person and was able to come back from that. And I hope that people connect to that because I know that back in the day when Sam and I were in debt and we were listening to the Ramsey show, man, and, and no no shade on anybody who who may have paid off this level of debt. But I would hear folks continually, oh, we paid off 80,000 in debt or we paid off, you know, 120 or we paid off 34,000. Like, That's and nothing. Like, I got you. <laughs> man, I'd be like, can somebody just call in who has been as dumb as I have? And it I'll just be honest, it rarely happened. But I know that we're out there because I yeah. know the statistics. And so I'm really hoping that by partnering with Ramsey that it'll draw more people in to understand really what's possible, really the the depth that if you work this plan, how deeply it can impact you. And it's not just for if you have this much debt or, well, maybe for these people, you know, it makes more sense. No, no, no. It, for someone who had started with a $30,000 income with $460,000 of debt, that's about as extreme as it gets. Right. And if we could make that work, I'm really hoping that people realize, hey, okay, like, she, if she did it as a singer, <laughs> you know what I mean? Then you can surely do it 
as a teacher, an accountant, a firefighter, you know, whatever it is that you do, you can make it happen. Yeah, I think when I think the average person, when they see someone who's successful and they're in a space where they're in debt or they're in a rough patch, they tend to get jaded where it's like, well, you had yeah. some kind of advantage. You had this, you had that. So I think hearing your story and hearing Dave's story where it's like, I came from nothing. I said, well, Dave built up a, a nice, nice uh, real estate portfolio and then brought it all mm -hmm. down to nothing. And then being able to hear that, well, these people actually were down to zero or less than zero, obviously, yeah. if you're in debt and they were able to do it um, other than yeah. just some random rich person and being like, oh, well, you probably know this person and that person and you got this nope. and that. And um, just realizing that you just got to work. You got to work at it. Yeah, there's no you can't. I say it all the time. There's no substitution for hard work. And and everybody asks me all the time. And I can tell Derek that they want to know. They're hoping to get like some nugget that's going to make it easier for them. Right. There's like, always a like, shortcut, supposedly. <laughs> and I'm like, there isn't one. Yeah. There is like, you got to work hard. And I, I would say if there was any secret, I would say the biggest secret is really, I think people shortchange the impact of your, your mentality mm -hmm. and like your mindset. Totally. Because if you don't believe this stuff, you can do the you can do the work but it's not going to have the right impact you're not going to you're going to hate it you're not, not going to enjoy it yeah and you're not going to do it with the right intensity yeah it's going to be like well i'm supposed to budget i made my budget but i you know i relate like, it to no. like like diet people who want to lose weight you know there's there's always a shortcut right there's some kind of yeah. drug you could take there's some there's some new fad diet that is works better than another but at the end of the day it's always you know what's right you know what's wrong but you, right. you don't do it if, if you're not mentally into it and people treat their money the same way yeah and you definitely don't sustain it i mean yeah you see folks all the time who pay off debt and they, they go right back into it i'm like what is happening right now like you just did all this work and now you're back it's because their mindset never shifted and i think that that's that's the part that if anybody's listening and they're like well jade what do you mean by that you know you go into you come into life with your experiences and how you see money and and that's a real thing mm -hmm. like we were talking about earlier if you believe hey this type of lifestyle or this type of money situation is only for those people over there that affects you you know if you don't believe that you can actually save up money and pay cash for things that's why a show like the ramsey show is so important because every you know you believe what you put in your brain and yeah. so every time you listen to a show like like that or like a podcast like this where there's real people telling you real facts and it's actually edifying and it's actually good for you that's what changes your mind and that's how you develop the mentality act to actually succeed with this stuff 100 percent agree and i think that's that's part of the the reasoning why the baby set program has done so well i mean mm -hmm. you know the numbers better than i but literally i think millions of people have gotten out of debt off it oh it's 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 i think we got to i don't want to misquote but i feel like we got to a billion dollars of paid off debt is that yeah one billion my producer wow. told me yeah. one billion of paid off debt and i mean that's just astounding. and those are just the ones you know about i mean there's got to be so many other people out there too that are too shy to do their debt-free scream and everything too exactly i mean countless yeah i'm sure for every one person that we know of, there's probably 10 or 12 that we don't know of. So totally. So what do you think is different about the program where, you know, I like it because it doesn't feel pitchy. There's so like, huh? I'm thinking of like the, remember infomercials back in the day, like the, at late night, they'd be like, you can <laughs> yeah. get rich off this, you can pay this off. And <laughs> the, the baby step program doesn't feel pitchy. It's super common sense. And when you listen to it, it it's like, yeah, that makes sense. And it's, it's uh -huh. also not like you're like selling a course right away, or you need to do this, or you need to do that. It's just, um, I don't know what's, what's different about it. That seems to really stick with people. You know, I think you, you hit on it and it, Dave says this all the time. We always put the cookies on the bottom shelf you know <laughs> i i think sometimes people that are in finance like they get so into the jargon and i hate when people people are trying to understand a concept and they use jargon to explain the jargon concept it's yeah. like nobody can understand that exactly and uh i love that with ramsey everything is just normal language you know we're not using we're not trying to sound sophisticated we're just real people talking about real money keeping the, the cookies on the bottom shelf and one of the things that I've noticed about Ramsey from the beginning is we put all the game out there for free. Yep. Anything it's all out there for free. We don't save anything to the side and we've just developed such a great relationship with people that they understand that and they're just loyal. They're loyal to our brand. Anything that we talk about, um, anything that's in Dave's total money makeover book, it's going to be for free. Um, yeah, you can catch it all on the podcast. <laughs> it's all on the podcast. 
podcast, man. It's all on social media. It's all on Facebook. We put it out there because we genuinely want to serve people. I, I think at the end of the day, you've got to approach the market that way. Like we're serving first. And we want to make sure that people truly understand these principles. Yes, if you purchase a book, you're going to get a deeper dive. If you, per, you know, you're going to get a deeper dive into those things. But the the initial game that you need is right there. Sam and I paid off um, all of our debt by being encouraged by watching the show. We didn't yeah. go to any events. We didn't do Financial Peace University. We didn't do that. Um, it probably would have been helpful for us, but we were able to you know, glean from the show exactly what we needed to do. And that's one of the things I love about Ramsey. It's super easy to understand. Anybody can do it you know, what does Dave say? God's and grandma's way of hand- handling money. So, <laughs> And you guys simple. are fun. I mean, you're fun yeah. people and it's great to listen to. And I think that's what separates you from a lot of other financial shows. And I, I think that's what helps our show do pretty well too, is that I, I try to like, maybe like once or twice a month, I'll try to find like a new financial podcast to listen to. Uh-huh. I'll be honest uh, with you. I just, I can't with a lot it's of like, these. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I'm like, who listens to this? Yes, and I think exactly. that's the thing. If you're, if you are creating something for your peers, I think that's very different right. from creating something that you really want to reach the masses and help bring folks from out there in here. Yeah. I think then, you know, you talk differently and, and you, you want to make it more accessible. So good on you for doing that. I couldn't agree more. So I'm so happy we got to learn a little bit more about you. If we can do a couple fun questions to kind of round this out. Yeah, let's do it. There has to be calls that stick out in your head that were just like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, My very first day on the Ramsey show, hosting with Dave, a guy calls in and he's asking about, he's like, I have this side hustle and it's starting to do well. Like, how, what do I do with the money? And in the background, we hear like all this like pandemonium. I'm like, what does this guy (laughs) have monkeys? Like, is it monkeys? And then so like, we're just hearing all these like animal side, like sound effects in the background. He's like, it's my birds, you know, I'm not. Oh, and they're like, rah, rah, rah. like, they're just going crazy on the phone. I'm like, this is hilarious. I will never forget this in my entire life. Um, from like, a, know, from like an audio standpoint, you're like, I don't want this guy on the air. But also you're like, I really want this guy on the air. Oh, yeah, it's great radio, man. That, that's great radio. And I remember Dave was just cracking up. So that was that was definitely. I was laughing just the other day. I listened to the podcast. And you were on it with Dave and uh-huh. you did the, um, you said something about everyone has like an uncle boo boo and I laughed oh, yeah. and then I saw it on your Instagram too. And I was like, oh, okay. I wasn't the only one laughing at that. Then. So um, oh, yeah. I'll share the clip with, um, in the show notes. It was a really funny moment between you and Dave. <laughs> it was funny. Anytime I make Dave laugh, I feel like I'm winning at life. So. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> so, so funny. Yeah. That- those are the greatest moments when when somebody calls in and like you said, it's like you don't want it to distract, but you can't, you know, you can't make that stuff up. I remember we had a guy call in. He literally had like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars buried in a can in his backyard. Oh, there's so many people like that. When you when you yes. when you start hearing them on the phone, you're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you use it as like a, an example. But when it, that person really calls in, you're like, wait, what? I remember I was on with George. It was like, OK, you're that guy. <laughs> yeah, it feels like you're like that. That was like from a movie. Right. And you're like, no, there's uh-huh. real people out there like that. <laughs> there are. There are. Uh, so, so funny. One other thing, um, we both had a background in music. And I also, in the last couple of years, maybe COVID kicked it in. Um, I really got into cooking. And you're, like every other post you post is about food, which I love now. So I'm glad I follow you because I got some good ideas. Um, <laughs> good. Give me some of your go-to staples. What's what's a Jade specialty? You know, so a lot of people know I'm a vegetarian. I try to do the whole plant-based thing. I'm not perfect with it, but I'm always trying to like recreate like my favorite dishes that I ate growing up or things that I ate back when I did used to eat meat. And so I figured out how to make like this really bomb crab cake with no seafood. Okay. And so that's what really what I'm into. Now I'll have to share the recipe. Um, I think it is on my Instagram, but I use uh, jackfruit and hearts of palm. It is so good. I have a buddy who makes some of the best real crab cakes I've ever had. And I brought one for him. I was like, all right, Fred, taste this. Let me know what you think. He didn't know the difference until I told him. <laughs> That's awesome. So, you know what's funny? Yeah. I just discovered Hearts of Palm pasta and it's amazing. I'm yes, all- <laughs> yes. So, so I, yeah. you'll probably hate me though because I do keto. So it's like a lot of meat. <laughs> oh, really? We're kind of the that opposite, was, uh, I guess here. <laughs> it's funny to think that keto diet. I'm like, you can eat this. 
I can't. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting, and and it, it helps you uh, kind of discover how to like create new things. It's kind of the same thing as you go in the vegan plant base, where it's like uh -huh. you have to substitute this for that, but um, instead of substituting something plant based, you can you can put like a giant burger in there. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound bad. No, that actually right? doesn't sound bad at all. <laughs> well, Jade, it's been cool. so much fun. I really appreciate you coming on Invest Like a Boss. If people want to learn more about you, where can they go? I mean, I found you on Instagram. It's just at Jade Warshaw. Anywhere else you want to send people to check you out? Yeah, always find me on Instagram because it's actually me doing my page and I'm on there all the time. Uh, you could also go to jadewarshaw.com. That's my website. If you're interested in having me come do anything with you guys, that's where to find me for that. But yeah, I'm all across social. It's all the same at Jade Warshaw. Awesome. We'll put all the links in the notes for our listeners to check that out. And once again, Jade, so much fun to talk to. We're going to have to have you back you on, too. I think. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Thanks for having me, Derek. So Derek, tell me, how much debt were you? Did you have at the maximum, at the 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 the, the lowest point of your life, or mm. the highest debt point in your life? I'm gonna say it, it's not as bad as Jade's for sure. <laughs> um, my problem was uh, I did graduate college debt free, and I just started using credit cards here and there, and they just slowly got out of control. Um, I'm gonna say God, probably probably like. Fifteen to twenty thousand dollars in credit card debt, and then I bought a new car too. So probably another twenty-five there. So I'm going to say forty to fifty thousand in debt, which doesn't seem like a lot, but when you're making fifty to sixty thousand dollars a year, that's a whole year's salary. You're in debt. Yeah, which means I mean it's impossible to make to spend zero in a year. So that takes at least three years to pay off, if, even if you're you know putting a third you know a third of your salary towards it. it. It just, it's that number didn't seem too bad. And then it just crept up and you're like, wait, how, how did that happen? And then you look around and you go, what do I have? Well, okay. I had the car. I mean, I guess I could see that, but beyond that, I didn't have anything of value <laughs> that I could think of like today that I didn't have then that I'm like, oh, I wish I still had that. Cause I didn't have anything. Yeah. Well, I've always prided myself on always paying off my credit card uh, before the end of the month. Never had any debt. Uh, I, I, w I always bought used cars uh, in cash, and it never it never affected me. I you know I was kind of you know all these like sign credit card sign up bonuses and all those stuff. I was like, yeah, I'm I'm winning the game until I did it <laughs> one day. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember I had a I had two cars. I had a Lexus LS 400, nice ride uh, with, <laughs> with 20 inch chrome rims, which at the time were, were big. You know what, Johnny? If you kept that car, it would probably still be running today. Those things last forever. Oh yeah, <laughs> amazing engine, amazing car. Like really, I, I I regret you know ever getting rid of it because it was beautiful. It's black on black, perfect interior, drove perfect. Like never gave me a problem. Like, like I don't think I've ever had any issues. I oh no, I, I had a door actuator once, not uh, unlock my driver's side door. Oh yeah, big deal. <laughs> I brought it to the dealer on like a Thursday or something, and they said, "Hey, I'm you know really sorry, but." Uh, I don't know. They gave me a loaner car. They gave me an RX three, you know, fifty or something like the new uh, SUV. And, and granted, my LS was a ninety five. And this is around what year or so? I don't know. Maybe ten years ago. So I brought okay. basically I brought in a fifteen or twenty year old car. They gave me a brand new, <laughs> uh, beautiful car. And then they called me saying, "Hey, I don't think we can get your car ready by Friday. Like, you know, do do you mind keeping the." The, the the courtesy car over the weekend and you're like no problem <laughs> and i was like i was like for free they're like yeah of course like you know just uh and don't worry about filling up the tank just when you you know when you bring it back on monday um you know just bring it in like with with no gas nice deal and i was like wow this is amazing and then i i was like uh you know actually i was gonna go on a, i was gonna go out of town this weekend like i don't know if i'm gonna be back on monday like early like you know <laughs> like what time do you close and they said oh like you know we're open till eight but you know if, if you don't make it back on monday just drop it off on tuesday and i was like all right <laughs> See <you on> tuesday. <laughs> so i was driving around this beautiful brand new lexus and all weekend you know, I went. I actually went down to Tijuana. I didn't drive into Tijuana, but oh, I drove yeah, it. that could have been in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I drove down to the border. We, we, you know, we we went on all these road trips, and when I dropped off the car on Tuesday, I got my bill. And it was like four hundred something dollars for, for that for like a little part. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, which is expensive. But then I also got a free brand new rental car for five days and and a tank of gas. So it was and a car wash. Like, well, they washed my car. Nice. It was, it was amazing. <laughs> So you you paid for the Lexus with cash though, right? Yeah. So that I bought in cash. Okay. I also had an NA Miata at the time, a '92 Miata, which I also bought in cash. And so wait, 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 you, wait, wait, you, 
I think we've gone over this before, but you had two cars in Los Angeles. Yes. Which parking is a nightmare here. How, approximately how much money were you making salary-wise? I was making anywhere between zero and 4000 a month. <laughs> okay. uh, That's a wide range. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was I was like kind of doing odd jobs and um, kind of random phase of my life. Actually, you don't know this, but I was a wannabe, unsuccessful music producer at that time. Oh, what we could have we could have crossed paths, Johnny. <laughs> well, no, because I was so terrible. Uh, basically, <laughs> I had a friend who was a rapper from Indiana who moved oh, out to this, LA. This sounds like a great start. <laughs> Yeah, he had no idea how to get his music out, but I thought he was pretty good. And I said, you know what? Like, let me try to um, print you some CDs because at this time everyone still had CDs. Mm -hmm. So I would I would burn CDs with his demo on there, and then like try to hand them out to like those guys still do that to this day in Venice Beach. And I'm like, who who has a CD player? <laughs> what are you yeah. what are you passing out? <laughs> well, back then at least it, you know people had CD players, but it was still hard. Like I, I, I like I think we you know we we had the demo. You know the last track was him. You know his voice saying, "Hey, you know if you want to book me or you know if you want to sign me, here's the here's the number." Mm -hmm. uh, I was actually one of my side gigs at the time. I was a valet Parker. That's actually I've heard those guys make pretty good money actually. Yeah. And it's all cash as well. Um, you know, it, at least a hundred dollars in cash. Four people would give like a two dollar tip. Now it'd probably be at least five or ten, right? Yeah, for sure. I I mean, you can't but, give anything yeah. less than that. Yeah, <laughs> you don't spit on your car. But I remember <laughs> I would actually leave, put his CD in people's cars. Oh, so that's a good idea. Yeah, there you yeah. go. And like I would go to these you know high end parties or you know like if I saw a nice car like a you know like a BMW or or you know like um you know a Rolls Royce or something I would always put the CD in. I never got him any bookings and you know and like like it never went anywhere. So I basically just wasted you know a couple hundred bucks printing cds but you know i tried yeah <laughs> I, I, for I was sure. a hustler <laughs> i like it um you know how it was funny when i when i worked in management there, at least like twice a week there uh some rapper would find our number and leave a voicemail and then would literally rap over the, i wish i would have saved these because these would have made great like youtube clips or tiktok clips of these terrible rappers just like yo my name is so and so and then they would just rap over the phone it was wild <laughs> they're like i'm looking for management wow. <laughs> that's crazy well that was any that, that was one of my side hustles um I, which i'm sure i i've had many and you still have a lot of side hustles now like what, what did you have back then i do so when i f I'm, I'm gonna think like when i first moved to la i i got the management job i used to manage uh like at the time it was uh dixie chicks uh paulina rubio clay aiken uh hayley reinhardt the band live and then i got a uh on a streaming radio station called Dash Radio, which still exists today. Um, I was on air for like three different stations and I would also program uh, music overnights. So I would go to my normal job from like nine to six and then I would work like 10 p.m. to like 4 a.m. doing that like three or four days a week. And then I also was booking bands for this YouTube channel, like local LA bands. And they would the what they would do is they would like record the videos and then post them on YouTube and in return you would just you know the band would do it for free for like the exposure and then the YouTube channel was like trying to monetize that and make money. This is like 2014 or something. And what else? Oh, I also did Uber was just kind of like first starting out when it like you know when Uber drivers were making like a ton of money like three four hundred bucks a day you know seven eight years ago. I I got a job with Uber to sign up new drivers. And you literally would just have like set up at like a gas station. They would tell you where to go and you put up like a booth and you're like, sign up to be an Uber driver. And you would just get everybody to like sign up, even if they never drove like once with Uber. This was like how much money Uber had in the beginning with like startup money. They would pay you like $50 a person just to get their ID and like scan it. So we would literally just ask people like, you don't even have to drive. We just, just, just get your ID. And we would give them a gas card, like a gas gift card. And then I would get like 50 bucks. And then if they actually did drive with Uber like three times, then I got like $300. It was like amazing. And then they ended that program though a few months later. But for like three months, I could make like five to a, 500, like $1,000 a day signing up people for Uber. Then like 90% of them would never even drive for Uber. It was crazy. That's insane. That's that, that that's a much better hustle than, than I had. Uh, <laughs> I got lucky with that one. It didn't last long. <laughs> Well, my strangest one uh, at the time, th this was like, 
I don't know, 2006 or something. So like, I don't know, 20 something years ago, um, I was a coach for a Asian men's self-confidence <clears throat> boot camp. It was like shy Asian guys who didn't know how to talk to girls. <laughs> and we would have them come out to LA for a weekend, spend three days. Well, this was like a trip. Oh yeah. This is like before Zoom and everything, of course. Yeah. 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 Okay. And 90% of the weekend was literally us doing such basic things like how to make eye contact, how to shake someone's <laughs> hand, like how to- I'm like, imagining uh, like project- like these kids were like like sitting in their basement playing video games all day or something before that. It, it was really bad. I mean, and literally would t- we would take them to the mall to get new clothes. And like I would take them to like H&M or somewhere kind of like very normal to get mm-hmm. new clothes. But the actual owner of the company, he liked the fancy stuff. So he would take them like Melrose and like get them all like- like supreme, you know, like douchebagged <laughs> out, yeah. yeah. But and it was like, I mean, actually, it was actually a good program because, like, literally ninety nine percent of it was just like really basic stuff, like how to introduce yourself, like how to talk about what you do for for your job, like in an interesting way, like how to share stories about like interesting things you've done in your life, or how to have an interesting life. But it was marketed as like how to pick up any girl in LA. So we yeah. take them to the clubs, and like, <laughs> like okay, go talk to her, and they would like pee in their pants, like you know, like just like you know, approaching somebody. I could see that but though, because like yeah. that culture is also like your parents are so strict and like just looking after. I know someone like my barber is Korean, and he has a daughter who's like. 22 and still lives with them and he was like oh she's going to some concert and he was ordering the he he wanted he asked me how to use uber so you have uber <laughs> he never used uber before and he's like he's like i need to get her a ride to the concert i'm like she can't figure out how to get herself to a concert like it was like wild to me yeah i i, I hope and pray that like kids growing up nowadays or like teenage no no not even teenagers they're like 20 something like you know out of college people i i wish i hope that they're more socially normal now but maybe it's even worse i think it is online now and the pandemic didn't help it at all either yeah but at the same time i think it's not as necessary to have these social skills anymore because nobody like networks or talk to strangers anymore like everything's just done online yeah that's true <laughs> but yeah anyways uh that was that was one of my side hustles um and at the time i thought i needed to buy a porsche so i, I, I bought <laughs> i wanted to buy this used porsche boxster but i needed to sell one of my cars first i had this great idea that i would go get a, a loan at a um not a bank what do you call those 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 credit unions credit unions yeah yeah so i, I took out a, a loan to buy this used porsche boxster thinking i can sell my lexus or my miata quickly neither of them sold fast oh selling a car yourself is the worst oh it's awful oh man and this is before there was like car max and things like that and then i somehow missed my credit card payment that month i think i just forgot it even though Ooh. Nowadays, I have everything set, you know, on auto payment, and that month fucked me. And all of a sudden, I was like, "If I don't do something soon, this is gonna spiral out of control." That's not fun. Um, you know what? I don't think I ever missed a payment, but there was so many months where I'm like, I couldn't do auto pay because there might not be money in my account. <laughs> like, there's not gonna be enough money in my account to auto pay this. I had to get, you know, real, real creative, which I think is kind of the lesson with Dave a lot too. He's like, you'll figure it out, but you need to, ha- you need to have the right mindset. I never had the right mindset that, you know, I need to do this. And I, I honestly was really negative and thought it was like unattainable to have money. And now that I'm doing a uh, very well and I don't have any debt. And it's like, I always thought like, you know, like, uh, I mentioned in the interview that was for somebody else. That was for other type of people. Like, that's not for me. I'll never be able to do that. Cause I don't understand it because it's, first of all, it's never taught in the school. And I think even Dave now has a program for high schoolers that a lot of high schools have picked up, which is awesome. I wish we would have had that when I was in high school, but if you don't know any better, you're, you're going to be stuck in that spiral forever. So I think it was just a matter of learning. And then obviously this podcast has helped a ton and that like just constantly having money in your head and how to use it and how to be responsible with it has literally changed my life. Yeah, absolutely. I, I wish I had something like this in high school. Uh, I'm glad that he's going to start talking about like how to invest your money and, and kind of go to that next step. But at the same time, you know, his bread and butter really is just to get people out of debt. I think after that, it's almost kind of like, that's the easy part, right? Uh, yeah. I think getting yourself out of debt is hard and it is a mental challenge. So even though I fundamentally disagree with his method in terms of, you know, is it the best way to, to save the maximum amount of money? Like, it, I mean, is it what I would do? Like, absolutely not. But 
it works because if you're the type to get yourself in that much debt in, in the first place, you you need a, a strategy to get yourself out. And you know, if that if that's what works for for people, that that's what works. Yeah, I totally agree. There's some things that I don't necessarily agree with either, but I I see that if you've got yourself in that much trouble and and you're doing that bad financially. I wouldn't trust you to do anything more sophisticated than Dave's plan. I mean, he said, Dave says like no credit cards at all. And I've just recently finally got onto like the points game and that's been very beneficial by using my credit card to get points and, you know, use things for that matter. Obviously I pay my card off every month, but I don't think you could trust someone, the average caller that he has to have a credit card and pay it off every month. Yeah. And you know, even me, like I, whenever I try to sign up for like a new credit card for a bonus or something, I end up messing it up. I end up, you know, <laughs> like some, somehow like forgetting that exists or um, not turning on the auto pay or like something goes wrong. So, I mean, if everybody was taking advantage of it, the credit card company wouldn't be doing it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, when people ask, like, how come only Americans have these crazy bonus offers of sign up? And it's because we are a nation with crazy debt yep. <laughs> and they're making their money from somewhere. So just because you think that you're the one that's going to, you know, um, take advantage of the credit card companies, it, it's it's almost like saying I'm going to be the one who's going to get out ahead of the casino. Like it's, it's possible, but in, like six other people are getting... St- screwed over for us to be able to have, enjoy those part those perks. Yeah, I totally agree. Um if you are if you do happen to be like in debt very badly and you're listening to our podcast, um I would I would recommend checking out Dave's stuff as well as you know take take a little bit from everywhere, you know, take some of Dave's stuff, take some of our stuff. I think I think we're more catered to a person that has already passed the uh, debt level, but you know there's there's so many topics in our show that we talk about. Um, You can go back to other episodes. I had mentioned earlier, I talked to uh, Ken Coleman from The Ramsey Show as well. And he was on last year. That was episode 208. If you want to go and check that out. That was really interesting. That was um, him talking about how to find a job to get you a better income and be just happier with your life. Because the quickest way to get out of debt is actually not just paying off those bills, but to make a lot more money than you're already currently making. So if you're in that uh, situation, check out episode 208. Absolutely. And if you guys have any questions or if you want us to do a dedicated one-on-one episode on getting out of debt or saving or, you know, what we would what we would advise to, um, if we were going to teach like a high school finance class or something, let us know. Let us know on the Patreon. Uh, and we really take those topic suggestions seriously, you know, or if you, there's another guest you want us to bring on the show, Dave Ramsey, if you were listening to this, we would love to have you on personally, but we understand you're, you're delegating now to your personalities um, to free up some time for yourself. So good on you as well. Um, but Derek's been fun to hang out. Yeah, I totally appreciate it. And you know what? I think we're, I think we're getting closer to Dave because when I've been working with this team, they're super awesome and they're really helpful. And I feel like Dave could be a very good possibility coming up soon, um, but we'll find out. Uh, in the meantime, Jade was a very great guest, so I appreciate her time for coming on and looking forward to hearing her more on The Ramsey Show. Yeah, and if you guys want to help out, do us a favor, share this episode, ta- you know, tag Dave Ramsey, and maybe he'll see it, you know, or do your friends a favor. If you know anyone who's in debt, share, share this episode with them because I think it'll help. So see you guys all next week. And uh, Derek, always fun hanging out, buddy. All right, see ya. Thanks for listening to the Best Like a Boss podcast. Join our mailing list at bestlikeaboss.com to get exclusive access to our insider investment portfolios and our private members forum. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Tell your friends and leave us a review in the iTunes store. It helps more than you know. See you guys next week.